This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Strippers will steal your guns. Memorable protests. If you need me, I'll be locked in the beer cooler. Circus Sally Hoffman. And Rick's brush with Burt Ward from Batman. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Rick Kemper broadcasting live from Mount Prospect. Dave Stern in the scary city, the murder capital of the world. Uh, yeah. Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. The urban jungle, Rick. Yeah. I'm right here. Uh, you and your cushy existence, suburban existence. <laughs> me here in the in the grit and the and and the dirt of the city, wearing your bulletproof that, vest. Yeah, um, right. I've I, this morning. I've already stolen three hubcaps, Rick. <laughs> how many uh, uh, How many razor blades have you put into <laughs> apples that you'll be handing out today? For, right. This, we're recording right, that, this on Halloween. So. Right. Yeah, that's why we got to wrap this up because yeah. I got a lot of <laughs> I've got a lot of drain over to be putting into snickle doodles right now. That's work so. intensive. It, people don't understand how long that takes. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I like Halloween, although I did not like. Did you see that 538, you know, 538, the blog, the yeah, I did see Nate that. Silver's blog, uh, and he did the power rankings of Halloween candy? Yeah, yeah. And it that, was all peanut butter stuff. <laughs> well, it was all Reese's stuff. So you think that there might be some, like Reese's peanut butter cups was like ranked number one, and Reese's pieces were like number two, and you think Reese's might be giving a little money to Nate Silver saying, hey. Uh, well, my uh, first thought when I saw that list was... Um, what about the whole peanut allergy thing? Yeah, those people are screwed on Halloween. Um, yeah, and but, but what I noticed on it was that Milk Duds was ranked below Junior Mints, which is just <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> junior Mints, Junior Mints should not even be on a top one hundred. Do you think? The other I thing mean, that is just completely outrageous was that Butterfingers was in the top 10. I wouldn't use Butterfingers to wipe my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, Butterfingers. Well, the dentists love Butterfingers and Heath Bars. That's the, the those are the, that's where the real, you know, power rankings. I would like to see a dentist power ranking of Halloween candies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't Number one, dentine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Snow peas, you know, uh, I have a story to tell uh, right off the bat. Okay. Um, did you have anything you wanted to share? I kind of, we're kind of going into this without the usual pleasantries. No, you want to no, just get right into yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. I'd... So I was at the grocery store yesterday. Um, and I don't know about you, but I would say at least once every other month, maybe once every three months, I see somebody in a grocery store that I don't want to talk to. <laughs> Do oh, you, you does that like, happen to you? Like a like a very casual acquaintance that you just know, like from school or something. Well, that happens, but in this instance, it was more than a casual acquaintance. Somebody that both you and I had spent actually quite a bit of time with. Oh no! Over, oh, I would say over the years, not not recently, certainly, but you and I had spent a lot of time with this person. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm so I'm. Going down the aisle with my cart. Is this a person at, that could possibly be listening to this podcast right now? I sincerely doubt it. Okay. Uh, and if so, whatever. What's he going to do? Oh, it's a he. Okay. 
Yeah, it's narrowing a, it down. Right. You know what? Let's call him Todd. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, th- I just pulled that name completely uh, at random. Todd has yeah, totally at random. Okay. Todd. Right. Okay. So I'm at the at the grocery store with with my shopping cart, and I noticed that ramen noodles were on sale, five for a buck, my friend. That's twenty cents for a pack of ramen noodles. So I bend over and I get like ten packs of ramen noodles, and I turn to him or I turn to put it in my cart, and I see him. Okay. And I'm like, oh shit! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this quick because there's no way I want to talk to Todd. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I, I, I throw my ramen noodles in the cart and I beeline. I still had a couple other items to buy, but I'm like, screw it! I cannot risk it. I gotta get out of here, right? So I go to the, the, you know, the the checkout and I wait in line. There was like three people in front of me. I get to the conveyor belt and I notice that the cart that I had was not my cart in my panic i just grabbed a cart that was near me it was it wanted- todd's <laughs> no it wasn't that <laughs> okay. would have been a great story but when i get up there there are things that i have never <laughs> bought in my entire life there's there's like you know cat food i don't own a cat there is you know pig's feet i mean there's I, there, there, yeah. without question Collard greens what am i <laughs> right yeah. exactly so i'm like so Here's a problem. What do I do at this point? I've already waited in line. I'm at the con- at the con- you know at the conveyor belt. What do I do? Do I a just pay for everything and get out of here so Todd doesn't see me? Do I cop to the fact that I accidentally grabbed somebody else's cart, which happens pretty regularly in my life? It does. Do I, I don't think that's never happened to me in my entire life. Oh, it happens to me regularly that I that I'm pushing my cart. I I leave it somewhere. Um, and then I walk an aisle over and then I accidentally grab the wrong cart. But usually the carts have similar ingredients, similar yeah, yeah, I items guess in there. True. There's a gallon Like a watermelon and a water. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. The, in my panic, this cart had nothing that ever resembled anything that I've ever bought before. So I was in a quandary. What do I do? Do I just, you know, do I just walk out and never go to that jewel again? You know, what do I do? So I did cop to it and I go, all right, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I must have grabbed somebody else's card. So I back out and then I am, I'm freaking out. Now, what do I do? I got to find the cart of the stuff that was mine, but I might see Todd. So I, so what I did is I brought the cart. I left it where I think if I left it, you know, that where I grabbed it from, it was near the ramen noodles. So I put it by the ramen noodles. I grabbed my 10 packs of ramen noodles. I found my cart, which was another aisle away. And I ran out of there and did not see Todd again. So, uh, so that's my story. Disaster my averted. St- <laughs> yeah, exactly. But very, very awkward situation that I had at the Jewel yesterday. You know, I, again, I go ahead. And again, Todd is purely a fictitious name. Right. I, I understand. Okay. <clears throat> I was, um, uh, I went shopping this week too, because we're going on Thursday night. We're going to the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, mm-hmm. ceremony john records landecker being nominated or inducted and sean hannity in, into the radio hall yes and sean hannity yeah. and you know I, I we've discussed this off the uh, air but i uh, i no longer have any suits that fit me because i'm a fat piece of shit <laughs> yeah right so yeah. um i went uh i went shopping by myself because this is not the kind of thing that uh, i normally do by myself because i have no faith at all in my taste in clothing 
I just don't know what to do. So I went to uh, a place that, you know, there would be people there that would help me out. And as it turned out, there was no one available. <laughs> so, and, and I'm a rather impatient person when it comes to shopping. Oh, yeah, sure, I want to get sure. in and I want right. to get out. So right, I just right, started right. doing the shopping all by myself. And um, I found a really cool suit at the size that I thought I was. <laughs> Yeah, right. You're what, 1996 size? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, right. No, like 19 or 2015 uh, size. Oh, oh, really? Only two years ago? Okay. Yeah. I got yeah, I, I mean, I just recently bought a bunch of sport coats. They all fit me. I know basically what size I, I, I am. You're 44? And, and, and I'm not anymore. <laughs> and, and I found that out because uh, all the suits these days are made, you know, slimming. They're super slim to make you look thin. I don't know if you've noticed. This, Which is bullshit. I agree. <laughs> what about us fat guys? Right, right. So anyway, I'm trying on a, a 42 regular, which is my size. And uh, it, I can't even close. I can't even close the buttons. It's, mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I went back and got another. I went up a size. I went up a full size. And the all I was thinking then? about... While I was doing this, and I probably shouldn't yeah. be telling this story uh, because it's a possibility she might listen to this. But the whole time I was thinking, thank God I didn't bring my wife along. <laughs> because yeah. all I would be hearing is, wow, you really have gotten fed. Have you yeah. thought about X, Y, Z? You, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard? There's a thing called carbohydrates, Rick. <laughs> I also had to buy a new shirt so I could wear a tie. And you and I have talked about this. I so don't even bet, don't even pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about here. But you know, uh, the, to to button up the uh, the very top button on your normal shirts requires a less than fat neck. Well, I know, and th- this is what we discussed a couple of days ago. I'm not wearing a tie because none of my shirts. And I ain't gonna. And I'm not buying another shirt. I'm not. You know, I love John, but he's not worth the seventeen dollars for a new fat shirt. So I'm not buying a fat shirt. I'm just not wearing a tie. There's no. It's there's not like a. Well, I bought a fat co- shirt. I bought a fat shirt and a fat suit. You've known John for fifteen years longer than I have, so he yeah. does. You know, he deserves the fat suit or fat shirt from you. But <laughs> we don't have. We don't have to wear a tie, right? I mean, no. It's no. not like okay. It's black right. tie optional, although I mean, yeah. a lot of people are going to be wearing tuxedos. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, we're not even that fat. You know what I mean? I call myself a fat piece of crap, but I, I uh, you know, I'm still 44. It's not like I'm, right. you know, a giant. Yeah, but the yeah. problem with the problem with you and I is that, that we are skinny people underneath, meaning that we're we're like we're wussies. We're right. thin. You know, our wrists. Do you ever look at our wrists? They're like yeah. little. They're little girl wrists. Um, well, you know, so, I, my, my brother-in-law has a uh, had a friend that just passed away recently, and he was 52 years old. And my first question is always, was he fat? You yeah. Know, or was or he a he smoker? Smoke? Yeah, yeah, right. Was smoker, he right. goes, no, he, he wasn't a smoker. He wasn't fat. And I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, and I know. Then he said, but he is one of those skinny fat guys. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh that's God, like no. <laughs> I'm a skinny fat guy. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Well, the, if you if you read um, medical literature, the gut, like skinny people with yeah. f- like fat guts, like us, yeah. it's 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 a ticking time bomb. Really? Um, so well, right after this podcast, I am starting my diet. <laughs> All right. Well, let's we better get this podcast done in case one of us drops dead. <laughs> okay. Well, cue the cue the jingle. All right. Or here whatever. we go. 
This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. All right, what do you got, Dave? All right, this is one of those rare instances that I have an equal amount of admiration and disdain for a human being. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, headline reads, this is out of Indiana. We don't have a what's wrong with Indiana no, jingle. No, we really should get one. Um, don't let strippers in your house, warns Kokomo man, after 16 guns were stolen. <laughs> Howard okay. County gu- Howard County gun owner Billy Swaggerty said he learned a bitter lesson after his back door was kicked in and more than a dozen firearms, some of them assault-style rifles, and the safes that they were kept in were stolen. Be careful who you will tell. Keep it to yourself. Don't be bragging about how many guns you got and be careful <laughs> who you let in your house and make sure you buy a quality safe. So here's a point for admiration. He's humble. Don't yeah, be bragging. Sure. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And another thing, don't let strippers in your house. So he's humble and he's got good common sense. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's helping his fellow man by giving good advice. So Swaggerty last winter, uh, a woman, uh, a woman that he knew in passing showed up at his front door on at, at his door in Kokomo's north side, shivering without a coat and asking, asking him if he still had that spare bedroom. Because most people in passing know you have a spare bed, bedroom, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So over his wife's very strong objections, Swaggerty said, sure, come on in and move into the second bedroom. All right. Uh, but this is another point for admiration. He loves his fellow man. He's trying to help people, sure. right? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> My wife would have yeah. no way. Get it. Come on right away now. So I put her in the bedroom in the safe with the safes, and it came back and bit me. The fact that she was a stripper, I was not aware of. Okay. He's a liar. Yeah, I agree. He knew she was a stripper. There's no yeah. doubt. No doubt in my mind that he knew that she was a stripper. So this is a disdain. This is a point for the disdain. Okay. Um, uh, th- and that's probably why he argued so passionately with his wife to let her stay. Right. 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 Uh, so three days after his new roommate moved in, Swaggerty came home for lunch. Here's a point for admiration. He's frugal. He yeah. comes home from lunch, lunch, you know, during his work day. <laughs> and he realized that somebody had kicked in his back door and stole all the guns and all the safes that were stored. This is his quote, and this is scary. I had probably three, when it says point twenty two, that's twenty two caliber, right? Yeah. Okay. I had three twenty two twenty two caliber rifles, two shotguns, numerous pistols. I had an SKS seven sixty two millimeter, and I looked up what a seven sixty two millimeter bullet looks like. That's a big bullet. Okay. Um, I had an AK seventy four. I had a 5.54 millimeter, and then I had an AR-15, which I got for Christmas. I also had another 5.5 or 5.56 millimeter and seven or eight handguns. Okay, and the this for is protection, his, right? Exactly. So, um, not only am I leaning towards a disdain point for having 15 machine guns or whatever, uh-huh. but admiration point for knowing his inventory. All right, okay. well, let me just right. say a couple things about this. Yes. Number one, I have not heard any evidence yet that the stripper is somehow responsible for this. I, I, if I, it I, was her, she wouldn't have needed to kick in the back door. Good point. That's I, what I was going to mention. Good point. And, and number two, you know, I've had a stripper in my home, not this home I'm living in now, but a previous home, and nothing bad happened. So there. When did you, did you have a stripper in your, was it for a, 
bachelor party? No, no. I, my my brother's friend was dating a stripper and had a party, and he brought his his uh, girlfriend, and she was a stripper. Your brother? My brother's friend. Oh, your brother's friend. Mm-hmm. So what do you, so did everybody did all the other guys? I mean, you I, you know that every other guy at the party knew that she was a stripper, oh, right? Of course, <laughs> of right. course. So Swaggerty, the fact that he didn't know that this woman is a stripper is complete bull. bull yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. exactly. Uh, so, Although, you know, we've had a couple of incidences with strippers. Yeah, at bachelor parties. Yes. Right? Yes. Can uh, I can I tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. I know where this is going. All go right. so I don't remember. Was it Vince's bachelor party? I think it might have been. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. A, a buddy of ours, Vince, got married, and he had a stripper at his bachelor party. And, and let's say it's not Vince, just in case he <laughs> didn't let his wife know. Well, <laughs> it was Todd's. It was at Todd's. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's say Todd. It was Todd's wife, and uh, the, the stripper was, you know, do, performing her uh, her act. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. She was reading Shakespeare. Yes, right? and uh, in the middle of it. My buddy Dave, the the sarcastic man about town, screams out to her, where were you when I was in high school? And she turns around without missing a beat and said, first grade. <laughs> one of the best moments of my life. That was one of the best moments of my life. Getting dressed down by an undressed stripper. Right? Oh, it was just fantastic. Okay. Uh, one last point about Swaggerty. Yeah. So. These safes. He put all these guns in his safes. These safes, right? Yeah. Well, the big dummy did not bolt the safes to the to anything. So they just picked up the safes and stole with all the guns in it and walked out of the house. Yeah. So so he's yeah. Um, I mean, there's I, I don't like judging people, but he's equal parts good and bad. I think. Well, I think you can just make a statement, uh, just in general, that anybody named Swaggerty. Yeah. Is not uh, not to be trusted. Yeah. You know, I had one. I had one other uh, stripper story to share with you. Please do. And I don't know if I've ever told you this one, but it, it just I just came into my head. A friend of mine, uh, Jim, remember Big Jim? Oh yeah. Uh, he had a uh, he had a bachelor party, and you know, I, I think bachelor party. It's in fact the whole stripper thing to me is really uncomfortable. I, I don't enjoy the experience at all. You're st- you're sitting in a room with like sweaty guys that a are a bunch of guys. Good. You're all looking yeah, at yeah. this naked girl together. You know, it's just right, it's just right. weird. The yeah, whole yeah. thing is weird. I don't like it. Um, I like naked women. Don't get me wrong, but I see it more as a one-on-one sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she or did two-on-one. <laughs> In my dream world, right? That uh, I would not know. Right, yes, I wouldn't right. know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in in uh, in this case, she she well, part of her act was she took a, a belt, the belt off of the uh, the groom, and did you know things with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know was all over the place. Anyway, the song ends. She's done with her act. She's in the middle of the floor, surrounded by these sweaty guys. And she looks up and says, which one of you is Rick Kempfer? 
<laughs> now paging Rick Kepfer. Okay. So apparently somebody had tipped her off that I was there. Uh, and this was, you know, back in the days when I was with Stephen Geary. Yeah. And she came up to me and she said, and she, no, she's totally naked. I'm just sitting yeah. there. Uh, you know, right. everyone points to me, right? So she comes and walks up to me and she goes, hey, listen, I, I was really hoping to get into radio. Is there some way... <laughs> I can give you my resume. Uh, uh, I got a voice tape right here in my. Oh, wait, I'm not wearing any clothes. It's in my bag. I'll get you the voice tape. It was just one of the most awkward moments of my life. Would you say, sure, I could get you in, honey? Uh, yeah, no, I, I did. I think I'm sure I was nice about it and said, you know, feel free to give me a call or something. But I, I she never did. So that's. that's Are my, you sure she never did? And she may be like on radio right now in chicago i don't think so i don't remember anything beyond that moment because i remember every embarrassing moment that ever happened to me in my life crystal clear like it just happened did you turn red like you did a couple weeks ago when you told john landecker he was a has-been i did not say he was a (laughs) has-been stop saying that we're about (laughs) to go to this big ceremony all right let me uh let me give you my minutia uh this is uh You've probably seen this picture, and if you haven't, you should seek it out on uh, the internet. Uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, motorcade was driving uh, out of the golf course, because I think this is probably the first time he ever golfed, but he was yeah. golfing. And yeah. his, as his motorcade was leaving the golf course, there was a single cyclist riding along next to it. And and she lifted her arm up and flipped off the entire motorcade. Okay. Okay. And sure. somebody took a picture of that moment, and it is just the most incredibly awesome picture. It's I think it's going to be an iconic picture of the protest against Trump. Right. The, so this is going to be our generation's um, Kent State. You know, I, that I think I think every president has a moment like this. Like for yeah. Obama, it was the you lie. You know, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, congressman right, right. or. Or Joe George Wilson. Bush had the shoe thrown at him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Remember, yeah. these are things that you're never going to forget. I think that woman who just was probably just riding her bike, you know, and had no idea, saw it was the president, like, oh, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like a spontaneous moment. She had her, you know, helmet on. You could tell she was just riding anyway. Um, but, you know, mostly political protests are not that not that interesting and that's why we don't remember that many of them so i went to look at other protests in other worlds to see what are the more creative protests and guess what uh protesting world has in my mind the most creative well it'd have to be sarcastic sarcastic country one that has great put downs ireland i would say no ireland. not not a country a uh oh a, you know oh, like an issue oh um that has the most, um, God, I don't know, uh, LGBT, I don't know. What, animal what rights. Animal oh, rights that's, protesters. Oh, that's, that's good. Right, 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 right. So okay. I, found, I found about a dozen of them. I just want to share a couple quick ones with you. Uh, this one just happened recently. Animal rights activists uh, protesting the San Fermin Festival in Pamplona, Spain. You know, the, the running of the bulls. <laughs> in order to which protest. Is, which is totally fine. And I, what could possibly be, why could you possibly <laughs> protest the running of the bulls? You I know, know what? I know. The but the, these nation. people are very upset about the bulls. You know, <laughs> so right, the sure. people are the ones that end up dead. But anyway, um, the activists took off their clothes as 
activists do painted and themselves stri- red it's stripper are you sure it wasn't the stripper <laughs> did, the, did these activists go hey rick i got a voice tape for you <laughs> they painted themselves red they lied down on the streets of pamplona and that was their protest you know so all right that's the standard painting yourself red sure yeah, yeah. It's, it's this, protest 101 this one's this one this next one's much better alice newstead was protesting um let's see the uh the extinction of sharks the potential extinction of sharks she pierced her skin with oversized fish hooks and hung from the ceiling of a paris boutique oh god for that's committing 15 to the minutes oh oh god Ugh. all right that's so that's that's good that's a good one yeah committing I mean, to the that, stick that, i think right yeah a 19 year old virginia woman has adopted the un- most unusual method of protest. Now she is protesting uh, animal dissections in schools. Okay, this really? Is, that's a very specific protest, but yes, like the, like the frog, yeah, yeah, or the earthworm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, she mm-hmm. has changed her name to a website ad to address protesting animal dissection for scientific purposes. Her friends still call her Jennifer. <laughs> yeah okay. but what is her real name say? is now dissection.com slash cutout <laughs> I mean, well, come on yeah right i bet she's i i, I bet she's never going to date again is she married <laughs> because if she isn't she's never getting dated she's never dating again no um now these are these are more uh not necessarily animal rights protesters but they're they're farmers and they're using animals for protests so i'm going to count these uh, dairy farmers in the uh, European Union, they had a big protest uh, about dairy farm prices, about, you know, milk prices. Mm-hmm. And they showed up at their at their uh, protest with one of those cannons, you know, like the water cannons that that uh, the, the fire uh, like riot police use or yeah. whatever. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Except their riot cannon was filled with spoiled milk. <laughs> And they shot it back at the oh. <laughs> the police. <laughs> Not bad. Not that, bad. That's Cut. pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. And here's my favorite one. Uh, this is also dairy farmers. Protesters in Brussels uh, brought actual cows. And these these were farmers. And they knew how to shoot from the udders milk. And so instead of, you know, taking the time to take the milk out of the cow, put it in the cannon and then shoot it, they just went with the cows and they shot the the police with the udders. How did I mean did they which shoot they apparently li- shoots like 15 20 feet if you if you get nothing in the way. So you're not lifting the cow up, you're just like going underneath like changing yeah, oil. Right, exactly. And, and spritzing the udder. Yeah. That's not bad. I, but, I like that one. But the, but I would imagine that the people that are getting shot can just move away a little bit, and you can't like, okay, you got to get up from the udder, move the cow back in position, go back down, and it's then not the it. it's not the most uh, <laughs> most efficient nimble way to do it. And actually, <laughs> the the uh, protest ended badly when uh, the cow <laughs> became frightened by firecrackers, sprang loose, and chased an officer down the street. Yeah, right, and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Um, here's just something real quick, a story that I thought of when you were talking about this. It was during Obama's administration. And 
I was getting on the expressway right at Keeler, Irving at Keeler, right where I live. And I had to go downtown to pick up somebody or I don't know what, what I was doing. But I got to the top of the ramp and there was a police car there keeping me from going on the expressway. I'm like, okay, what is this noise? And then I noticed on the expressway, because I was the first car there, that the expressway was completely empty. Absolutely. Com- and I just waited like 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, what, what is this? So I get out of the car and I ask the policeman, you know, what's going on? He goes, oh, well, Barack Obama is coming in from, the, from O'Hare and going downtown. So they had to completely block off the entire expressway for his motorcade. Yeah, and they always do that. Yeah, but it, shouldn't there be a notice or something? I don't know. But it, it happens it, all the time. Don't you ever listen to traffic reports? Yeah, but but I wouldn't have gone on. The, why didn't they block off the bottom of the ramp so I couldn't even get on the ramp, whereas they blocked the top of the ramp so there was nothing I could do? <laughs> that's, that's just part. Maybe you should have been <laughs> riding a bicycle and you could have flipped him <laughs> off when he came by. Right. Well, um. I hate Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> By the way, do we have a winner from our We do have contest? a winner from Waterloo, Iowa. Sid Abrams has won our retweet contest. And what Sid did, and it's very easy, Rick. All he has to do is share one of our tweets. Uh, and I'll even write on the tweet, retweet this tweet for your chance to win a prize pack up to worth up to $25. Sid Abrams, Waterloo, Iowa. I believe he's the first Iowa winner. Okay. Iowinian. Is, an, is, a, is that Iowinian? Iowan? Iowan. Iowan. So um, your prize pack will go out eh, seven to ten days when I get around to <laughs> Whenever it. Whenever he feels just, like it. Yeah. Uh, again, check out at Men on Twitter uh, for your chance to win. And also RadioMisfits.com. Uh, you can uh, check out all the other great podcasts that are part of the family, the Radio Misfits family. And Dan McNeil, uh, Monday after a Bear game. It's a great podcast That's right. to listen. Listen, comment, rate, and subscribe. Exactly. Um, Rick, I got something. Okay. Um, here are, I love Wisconsin. Do you love I mean, <laughs> I Wisconsin, it's, it's just, it's a good-natured state, right? These are my I people, mean, really. Right, exactly. And what I love about Wisconsin more than anything is that you, you know when somebody is from Wisconsin within seconds of meeting them, right? <laughs> That's true. You know, they they might have a little different dialect, right? They're they they have a little accent, right? They elongate their words. Yeah. Um they're usually wearing a Packers almost always, almost right. every uh, time of the year. They're um let's just say big boned, yeah. right? Usually friendly. Yeah, for, exactly, polite. So I was really intrigued when I saw this um, headline. This comes out of um, uh, Marshfield, Wisconsin. Locked in a beer cooler, Wisconsin man gets busy drinking. <laughs> when a Wisconsin man got locked inside a convenience store cooler overnight, he made the best of it by knocking back a beer and three more malt beverages. <laughs> Actually, actually, only actually four drinks overnight. It's kind of a wussy. Well, what what right? kind of beer is it? Yeah, they didn't say. It's malt beer, malt beverage. Well, no, all beer is malt beverages, right? It's not like malt liquor. I, I actually saw this story on the news, um, and the I know what kind of beer it was. It there was a beer called Four Loco beer. 
which really? I have, I've had once before. Okay. Um, so just so you to think that, oh, you only had four beers, right? Each of those beers is 12% alcohol. Which is like three times what regular yeah. beer is, right? Yeah. The usual beer is like 4.5%. They're also, the can. they also come in cans that are like 24 ounces. Okay. All right. So he's not a wussy. All right. No. That's good. That, okay. Good. Because <laughs> that was making, that was aggravating me. Actually. It's like having five or six beers for every can. Okay. So, okay, good. So he can stay in Wisconsin. They're not going to kick him out. Um, so they were, it was at a quick trip, which do we have quick trips in Chicago? I think so. I mean, I've been, yeah. So it was a convenience store. He goes in at night sometime before closing. He gets, he gets locked in the beer cooler. Something's fishy here. I mean, I've been, I mean, I don't know if he's some sort of weird acrobat, right? I mean, how do you get, but I, you know, I'm not questioning. So he gets locked and they close the convenience store, which I think all convenience stores are open 24 seven. Evidently this quick trip, quick trip wasn't. Um, then they open it up at six o'clock in the morning and a customer at about six forty five comes in and says, Hey, there's somebody locked in your cooler. Well, now he was there overnight the whole night. He was, he was there overnight. Yeah. Um, now, Maybe he didn't really try to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He may have just been like, you know, this ain't so bad. Um, also, what I think is interesting is that none of the employees noticed yeah. that he was locked. <laughs> they apparently didn't do one last check before they shut down for the night. <laughs> Evidently. But I do admire him for making a bad situation better. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, absolutely. Now, the police arrested him and gave him uh, a ticket or he arrested him for theft because he basically drank the, I mean, he, he stole, he stole the beer. Sure. But if this goes to trial, there is not a jury in Wisconsin <laughs> that is going to convict this man. <laughs> right. You are I so mean, right about that. Right, exactly. Uh, so they're just, this is going to be one of those uh, dropped cases. So there you go, Wisconsin. All what right, was, thanks. It's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So I've been enjoying the World Series. It's been an unbelievably great World Series. And Did you stay up for the entire, was it a 13-inning game? Or what was the... It was, I think, a 10-inning game. I, I tried to. I, I fell asleep. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a great game, but it was like, it was that like one o'clock in the morning or something. It was ridiculous. Anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm handling the Cubs not being in the world series much better than I thought I would. And the Cubs, uh, have a very lovable team. We, we like a lot of the guys that are on this team. The last Cubs championship team also had a lot of lovable guys. And one of them is uh, celebrating a birthday this week, uh, would be celebrating, in 1908, the year the Cubs won the World Series, he just turned 26 years old. His name is Sally Hoffman. And if I had to pick a favorite of that 1908 Cubs team, I think this would be the guy. He It was time for him to get married, and he was going to have a wedding and honeymoon uh, towards the end of the season. And his manager said, well, I guess Miss Looker's just going to have to wait. <laughs> That tall drink of water is just not going to be there. Uh, now, the reason why his teammates loved him and the fans loved him was not just because he would take one for the team, but he and his fellow outfielder, Jimmy Sheckard, uh, they did a vaudeville comedy routine about the early days of baseball. And they toured the country in the offseason just, you know, doing wacky comedy. 
doing shtick. Their nice. bid involved Moses and 40 days of rain, and they and they trotted it out. Every time that there was a rain delay, they would go out and they would do this bit for the fans. Everyone loved them. Wouldn't that be great if you, like right now, people would, do, like a couple of players now would do that yeah, when there's a rain delay or whatever, doing a little who's on first or something? He, he, in 1908, he was the, uh, he was like a utility guy. Uh, he was, he played center field for a lot of the season, but he also played infield, you know, wherever they needed him. Um, he's probably best known for his role in the Merkel Boner game. You know mm-hmm. that story. Um, mm-hmm. He was the one that uh, that threw the ball into first play, into into the infield. Outfield. Or, from the or outfield okay. into the infield. Right. And anyway, he was part of that. And later became a starter and, and stuck with the Cubs for quite a few years. And he was one of my favorites, Solly Hoffman. Well, and being a nice, lovable guy, in an era era with just racists and people that punched each other. Right. That's pretty, that's saying a lot. So yeah. his nickname uh, was Circus Solly among the uh, fans. Cause you know, he would do circus type acts uh, among his teammates. He was known as the Jew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So gee, Solly know. Hoffman is Jewish. Right. So uh, apparently not all happiness there, <laughs> but uh, the, um, there were several Jews on that team. There was Steinfeld, right? Yeah, and uh, and Jimmy Kling or Johnny Kling, Andrew, yeah, the, who was the also known as the Jew. He right? was he was the noisy Jew. <laughs> right, right. All right, we got three Jews on the team. You're the Jew. You're the noisy Jew. You're right. Okay. All right. It's time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture collection selection assemblage medley assortment variety. Time now for selection. Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the uh, Costco jar and picks out a name of a celebrity. And I have to tell the story of having either met them or had an encounter with them of some kind. Go ahead. Uh, Probably the most underrated actor of our generation. um, Burt Ward. Batman. (laughs) Robin. Right. Exactly. He was Robin from Batman. Yeah. Burt Ward was... uh, huge in the mid 60s oh yeah when batman was huge uh and i challenge you to name any other thing he's ever done i don't you know maybe yeah. a love boat or I, no i don't know I, I can't name a any gun smoke a green hornet or something i don't know i can't name any but anyway uh, uh in the mid 90s there was a article about him in the uh uh I think it was in People Magazine or something. It said where he worked, and he he does like sound and uh, like uh, uh, special effects and stuff like that for movies. He's mm-hmm. got his own company, and he's based somewhere out west. And when I saw the name of the company as a radio producer, I called information, tried to track it down, and I found I found him, mm-hmm. and I called the number. And he answered. He was like, a, he's like a one-man shop. It was Burt Ward. And mm-hmm. so I had a long chat with him trying to convince him to come on our show as a mystery guest um, because that was one of the bits that we did. We'd get like these obscure, uh, you know, actors from the 60s or 70s and have them come on the show. And they were mystery guests because we played oldies on, on Land mm-hmm. Show. 
So as I was discussing this with him, he, he started saying to me, so you guys are just going to make fun of me, right? You're, the whole idea <laughs> is right. for me to go on. I get on seven of these calls a day. And, you know, right? and, you know, a thousand people never guess me. Then I said, then you say my name and people are still like, who? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I said, okay. Um, but, you know, we, we really are fans of his. And I tried to explain the whole oldies thing and the people are going to know him. And he still said no. So I called him about a month later and repitched him. And I did this, I'd say, about seven or eight times because I had his number and I knew he would answer it. And and I had to fill this slot, this mystery (laughs) guest slot all the time. I'm like, you know, I'll try another angle. I'd I'd came at him from the, uh, you know, it's uh, anniversary of Batman. Um, You know, I tried everything, you know. I admire your salesman pluck. The way that you know, that bats are popular. (laughs) It's the first day of spring. Robin, you're a Robin. You know, we've got an eye patch sponsor that is going to be perfectly. It's sponsored by the letter R. Come on. And I never convinced him to come on. He never came on the show. I was Uh, 0 for 9 or 0 for 10. Is he still alive? Because Adam West just died, right? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, Yeah, I, I believe I still have his number. Uh, but anyway, that's my that is my Burt Ward story. It has no uh, no resolution really, but I just <laughs> wanted to let you know that uh, he is aware that he is a minor celebrity and really wants nothing to do with it. And you can't get a hold. Of, well, if this was now, he would have blocked your phone call after the second or third. Oh yeah, time. Oh right? yeah. But he just kept on answering yeah. the phone. Well, you know what? I think he liked me, actually, because we had fun conversations. <laughs> when I would say, you know, all right, here's my pitch this time. He started laughing immediately, you know. Well, he probably liked the attention. Just like yeah. when you turned 50 and I got those birthday cards right. signed by, right. by you know, B-list, B-list celebrities. Some of them were like, yeah, what else do you need? I got a yeah. picture here. They just <laughs> they just like to be remembered, right? You know, uh, Which, you know I, I, I say more power to them. The guy who played, who was the guy who played in Bachelor Party, the fire trucks and a hooker? Oh, the, my, that, I have the, no idea what his name is. Oh, my God. He, I, I think he emailed me like four times. Hey, what else do you need? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to come there for his 50th <laughs> yeah, birthday right, party? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, you signed yeah. the card. Thank you. You're, <laughs> as my buddy Rick likes to tell people, you're a has-been, okay? <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com, and if you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opi Productions. We've been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're tentatively scheduled to uh, host uh, Bob Saracho on Monday. When do we get yeah. to a point where we can start? Because this will be our second time at yeah. the station. When can we start complaining about things like the coffee not being good or bad parking or anything? When when can we start complaining? Never. Is, that the, never. is it the second or the third? Oh, really? Never. never. All right. No, All right. no. Right. Small fish, Dave. Small fish. Uh, special thanks. Did I, I already said the special thanks, didn't I? And so we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Don't let strippers in your house.